Welcome to the Astral Projection Podcast, brought to you by Ali Wiley. Hello everyone and welcome to the Astral Projection Podcast. Ali Wiley here. I would like to present the first part of a meet-up with Michael Angel in Australia and Yuri Zaritsky in Malaysia. Michael has a Facebook group called Michael Angel Truth Seeker and his website is michaelangeltruthseeker.com. Yuri's Facebook group is called Lucidity for All and the website is lucidityforall.com and the four is a number, not a letter. Okay, um, moving on. In this first part, we talk about our first out-of-body experience. I hope you enjoy it. And we're live, beaming from Australia, Italy, and Malaysia today, all at once. We've got a, a world team uh, that's going to share some wonderful information on our very first OBE experiences. Now, we've got Yuri Zaritsky, of course, from the Lucidity for All group uh, out of Malaysia, which is like worldwide, so many members. And uh, look, it's our pleasure to also introduce Ali Wiley from Italy. And Ali actually has a huge out-of-body uh, experiences Facebook group, um, as the Astral Projection Out-of-Body Experiences uh, page. So this is going to be uh, a wonderful exploration of our very first OBE experiences and how that has affected, um, you know, our lives moving forward. So without further ado, I welcome uh, both of these wonderful experts on OBE onto the screen to join me. Welcome, guys. How are you? We're fine. Um, like, great to be here. It's so good to just connect with other people from all over the world, Malaysia, um, Australia. It's just uh, incredible what internet can do these days. Because when I first started my out-of-body experiences, there was none of this. Absolutely nothing. I had to go searching in a, an Italian bookshop for a book in Italian, you know, which was, like, troublesome as it was. But, um, yeah, great to be here. So I think what we'll do is I think we'll start with Ali um, and then we'll go across to Yuri. So, Ali, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the lead up into your very first OBE, uh, when it was, where you were in your life, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. Okay, great. Well, the, the question I started out with was, who am I? That was a question I started out with. I didn't start out with... A desire to have an out-of-body experience, um, not even to lose your brain. My first question was, who am I? I wanted to discover who the real Ali Wiley was and where that was going to take me. So where do you start with if you want to know who you are, really? You have to start with you. Um, so I thought I would start with my dreams. So I started to write down every morning every single dream I had however banal, however stupid it seemed at the time, um, sensations, everything. And then I started dreaming more about an old geography teacher. This made me seem a little bit strange. His name was Mr. Cooper. And he was an excellent teacher. He was such, he was one of those teachers that you remember, you know, the sort of teacher that walks down the corridor with a cup of coffee that chats to all his students and stuff like that. So he started appearing in my dreams. And when he appeared in my dreams, I immediately became lucid. And we started talking about um, my life, um, growth, uh, what I needed to do in my life to evolve, things like that. And so 
because when I had the dreams with him, I became lucid. I wanted to have more and more lucid dreams. So um, I started doing techniques to lucid dream rather than out-of-body experiences. I actually didn't consider that I was ready for an out-of-body experience because I felt I didn't know myself well enough to go into that adventure. Anyway, so I started having more and more and more lucid dreams and I was doing techniques to lucid dream which are basically very similar to the techniques that you might use to um, have an out-of-body experience. So I was um, doing the uh, trying to stay awake while I went to sleep technique. I was looking at my hands during the day, doing reality checks, things like that. And um, I was doing this for about three months and having lucid dreams with um, my beloved Mr. Cooper, which I now believe with a manifestation of my higher self, um, who was trying to help me in my path to evolve and discover who I am. Anyway, so to cut a long story short, a lot of lucid dreams, etc., etc. One night, um, let me think. Oh yes, my husband was snoring. My husband is was um, a catalyst actually in my out-of-body experiences because he snored. I was used to change bedroom, and so that automatically woke me up to walk into another room, you know, back around, go to look, get drink water, and go back to sleep. So it was perfect out-of-body technique that I didn't even realise I was doing. It was like caused by my husband snoring. Anyway, so I used to go into another room, and I'd lay there, and I'd try to stay awake while I went to sleep um, with the intention of having a lucid dream. Um, my intention was not to have an out-of-body experience. And so I tried many, many times to stay awake while I fell asleep. But as you know, it's quite difficult, that focus, that concentration. Um, you know, you tend to, I don't know, if you're tired, you tend to just fall into sleep or all sorts of things, or dream or something like that. Anyway, for this particular night, it was working. And I felt myself going down and down and down. I imagined myself in a lift going down, that feeling that you have when you go down and down and down and down. And as soon as I felt I reached the bottom, I tried to go a bit further. And then it was wonderful. I didn't actually get vibrations. I don't get vibrations. It wouldn't be rather nice. I get like a fizzy sensation, almost as if you can imagine yourself being in a bottle of Coca-Cola. It's that sort of fizzy stuff. But it's actually quite nice. You know, I quite enjoyed it. And then suddenly I just found myself floating above my body and I was like wow I'm having an out-of-body experience I can't believe it and I tried to stay calm and I tried to move towards the window and it was a bit difficult because first time out you're not sure how to move and things like that so I never actually got through the window but I ended up being pulled back to my body and then I got out again I think um, two or three times it happened um, and then I, I woke up and I thought Oh my God, and I just felt so happy and so free. Um, it's really difficult to describe, something you really have to experience. But it was, um, although it was a simple experience, I have to say it was one of my best because it was, it gave me such a feeling of joy. And anyway, I woke up in the morning and like in the year 2000 in Italy, who am I going to tell? You know, I wanted to run to my local bar and I had an out-of-body experience, but of course I didn't. Because it's not the sort of thing you did in those days. Probably not the sort of thing you do now, actually. But um, and that was it. It was very simple, but so totally 
wonderful. And then I was walking about for about three days with a big grin on my face and everyone saying, what's the matter? Why are you so happy? And I was like, oh, I just, we've just had a nice dream, you know, that sort of thing. So that was my first experience. And from then on, obviously I tried to look at out-of-body, uh, how to have out-of-body experiences, different techniques and things like that, because I didn't want to lose the skill. I didn't want that to be just a one-off. Um, so I thought it was really important to continue, and I was quite concerned that it would only happen once. So I really like threw myself into it, and I found as much information as I possibly could. I found um, the first book I found was William Boardman's um, Adventures Beyond the Body, the first one. Good book. Yeah, uh, but it was in Italian to start with. Those were in the days before Amazon and all these sorts of um, commodities we have now. So I started reading that. And then, as, um, as luck would have it, William came to Italy to do seminars as well. So I ended up going to a few of his seminars, which was good just to meet other people that had these experiences. And also, the more you talk about these experiences, the more you read about these experiences, the more you think about these experiences, it helps to um, program the mind and more of these experiences. Um, from that time, really, I haven't stopped. I've had them regularly, sometimes less, sometimes more. It depends on what's happening in my life. But um, that was my first out-of-body experience, and I'm glad it happened, and I'm glad my husband snores, because I hope I do know it might not happen. Oh, wonderful. And, and what about you, Yuri? Share with us your first experience. I, I have just one small question. So during that first time, is you, mm-hmm. because I... I, I, I um, I got attracted to, to one small detail in your in your story is that you said that you went back and forth from the window to the body three times and that was on your first experience. Yeah, yeah, wow. um, it was. Wow. It all seemed very natural. I think that's maybe why I wasn't afraid, why I wasn't too shocked. Um, also, I had heard out of body experiences before, so obviously I knew what's happening. So um, on that first. Yeah. Sorry. So you, you, you came out again, then back to the body, and then and then what? You continued with that, with that feeling of Coca-Cola yeah, uh, <laughs> lift thing, and then uh, and then you go out again to the window, do something, back yeah. to the body, uh, Coca-Cola again, and go that's again. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're lucky, you lucky, you're lucky. Three, three times in a row, back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. Not many people are getting lucky. Uh, like that uh, on the first time. Yeah, so um, no, it was interesting. Um, I loved the feeling as well. Maybe that is why, because I was enjoying the actual experience and I wasn't shocked because many people the first time, or they have violent vibrations, you know, the vibrational state, but I didn't have any of that, so mm. it was quite smooth, you know. Smoothly in and smoothly out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine uh, mine was like that. Uh, so I, I I was very very lucky to come across the uh, the first writings of uh, Michael Radoga. Mm-hmm. So until today, I'm uh, I'm still uh, following him. 
until today, uh, after, after, after passing through many different things, until today, uh, I still follow what he does, and then I say big thanks to, to, to the job he performs, etc. Uh, so mine was like this. I uh, came across his book. Uh, it was a pure accident. Uh, it, it was almost hidden up by, uh, in, the, in the forest of internet at that time. Uh, and uh, it doesn't matter how. Uh, so I read the book, read the techniques, and I and I and I was very lucky. Uh, within uh, I think three to five days, I don't have the, the exact memory, but it was within one week. I had I had my first experience, and uh, the story is not really important, but it's a fun. It's a kind of fun story, and uh, I remember I was reading in parallel Carlos Castaneda, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, plus Michael Raduka, so these two guys were coupled to, together. Uh, Carlos didn't produce something on me, uh, but uh, Raduga did. So I was employing one of his techniques, uh, some induction technique. He, he already put it nicely in a nice algorithm already that time, already quite some time ago. So mine started, uh, it was not a transition from the body, there, is, there was no separation, no vibration thing, nothing out of it, no, nothing with that. It was, uh, it was me practicing, uh, complete blackout, and then as if somebody switched on the light, uh, slowly like a variator, everything came in focus, and I remember I was in front of, uh, uh, it was still kind of blurry uh, environment, and I see uh, I see an apple on a kind of table or window or something like this, but I was not seeing what's around, and uh, and I know that I am <laughs> I am standing not at all in uh, in waking reality, and that and that was a big smack on my face because for the <laughs> first time that that realization just smacked my face i was i was i was uh, flooded by the emotion of the by the enormity of the of the experience of uh, a stupid thing you know just an apple on the table it doesn't sound amazing but the real the realization for the first time me being aware lucid in an environment which is not a waking state bam on my face so so that was already poof, emotionally emotionally triggered, but I, I was lucky. These emotions didn't wake me up. So then, then so that is may, maybe more interesting than an apple. So I start to look around, complete darkness. Uh, I come out, so I, I look for the door, come out from the from that house. So I, I didn't pay attention at all. I had no techniques, whatever. I was surprised by the by the by, by the occurrence of this. So I just found a door, come out, and I come out on the street of Kuala Lumpur. I was already living in Kuala Lumpur. Come out on one of the streets, and the street was deserted. And I, and I remember, oh, this is a little bit like in Carlos. I remember there is one dreaming experience of Carlos where he's, oh, so I was, so I was like, oh, it's a bit like uh, the Carlos story. So now I'm reflecting back and saying, oh, I'm, you know, kind of uh, being influenced by a story, so I'm projecting that story in my first experience there. So I walk around, hey, it's deserted, nobody, it's a bit boring, so I, uh, so I decide, hey, let's find someone, you know, <laughs> something more interesting. So I find the door, open the door, and at that time I was uh, much younger and going clubbing and all of that. I open the door, it's a party. Great. <laughs> 
there are people there. So I said, it's more interesting. Let's see what's going on. So I enter, I enter there and I turn around and on my right hand side, there is an orgy. Oh my God. So, so imagine, imagine me much younger plus an orgy. I know, and I'm just for the personal record, I am not into orgies at all. More of a one guy. But I see the orgy, so I was like, okay, some kind of a porno movie. So the first reaction I have is, no, it can't be real. So I, I just go and go closer to that and to see the the details of it, the enormity of it, the details, the 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 whole scene, the the, the I want to say the word smell, there was no smell, but the smell of the enormity is in my mind, you know, and uh, and then uh, and then it was um, so I I turned left and then there is uh, one of my uh, friends who was passing by it's a girl and then I commit that error I mean I committed many errors of not to be done but that that was uh, one error that didn't excuse me at all so I started the conversation with her I had no techniques under my armpit to uh, to support me in this conversation and the moment I started to have conversation and that just uh, catapulted me back and I and I woke up so I called that that was my point of uh, no return and after that I learned I explored I uh, I went into all, all kinds of uh, uh, approaches astral projection out of body uh, and uh, lucid dreaming, uh, studied all of them and uh, ended up by uh, teaching them after a while, after I became confident in my own experiences and practice uh, and created uh, lucidity for all. So, and, the, the, and uh, my, my own outcome of this first experience and the experiences that followed is, is that uh, I, I do not judge anybody you can sometimes hear me ranting or having an opinion about this practice or that practice, but it's always inscribed in time. Uh, it is not a completely fixed idea. I always say I don't want to die stupid, uh, even though I can have an opinion in one point of time, but it doesn't mean that I'm closed uh, or anything in the box uh, to, to say this is right or this is wrong. I, I'm against any kind of extreme, uh, even, even, though, even though I will take some, you know, take some decisions, okay, this is something that works. This doesn't work, but uh, so yeah, it was it was a point of no return, and then this exploration. Uh, mm, so that is that is the story of it. Yeah, I do and think it's important for people. Sorry to interrupt, but people realise that some techniques work for, for some people, and some other techniques work for others. There's no wrong or right technique. Um, what works for you works for you. Yeah. You know? And then when, when did this happen for you, uh, Ali? Ali, when, when, when did this first experience happen? Uh, was it the year 2000 for you? Yeah, it was around, I think it was the year 2000. Um, I was a mother, well, I still am a mother, but they were, I had two children, young children at home as well. So uh, the only time that I could practice was at night. So I used to do, uh, do the techniques that you could do at night, like um, trying to go keep the mind awake while the body goes to sleep. Yes. Also, going from lucid dreams, I found that an excellent technique because I could go to sleep, sleep and not be tired in the morning, but also going from a lucid dream into the astral was good because obviously I had two children, so I was quite exhausted. So this particular technique worked for me very well, and I still do a lot of 
going into the astral from lucid dreams because I suppose I got into the habit of doing it then as well. Um, so that technique worked for me because I had two small children at home um, and okay. I couldn't afford them to sleep. <laughs> and Yuri, when, when was, what year was your first experience? Ah, same. It was around, uh, because it was in Malaysia and I traveled to Malaysia in 2000, I think the first, no, that was the second time. So it should be 2002, 2003, something like that. Yeah. Slightly more than 15 years ago, I think, but difficult to pinpoint now. But it was at the beginning, at the beginning when I just uh, just came back. I spent one year in Malaysia in the year 2001, 2002, then I came back one year later. So it must be 2002, 2003, yeah. And how has, this, the techniques. How has this first experience kind of then allowed you both to move forward to where you are now? Tell us a little bit about that. Um. Well, this is a loaded question <laughs> because <laughs> I started writing down all of my experiences. Um, so there's so many in the end. And I started to see a pattern between my out-of-body experiences, the astral projections and dreams I was having. And a lot of dreams that I was having, I was being chased by a man. Um, sometimes I was a young girl, sometimes I was a young boy that um, this man always wanted to hurt me. And because I was writing down all my dreams, and this is why it's so important to write everything down, you can start to see patterns and out-of-body experiences, astral projection, but do through patterns, There's, there can be connections between the two. And I ended up discovering that I had this past life as an abused child. And through these experiences, which went on over a year, which is far too complicated to go into now, I ended up being able to heal that past life and I went on to meet the, the, the boy who had committed suicide as a, a young man. Um, I went on to meet him as a young adult and an adult, he became a teacher. So it sort of implies that you can change the past or you can change an aspect of the past or a probable past, I don't know, because it, there was just so many coincidences and so many things. but. It wasn't an easy job. It was almost as if I had to do this before I could move on because there was a lot of ne negativity. Some of my um, out-of-body experiences were actually quite intense. But I knew that I wasn't alone. I never felt alone. I was always pre prepared for what would happen. And this is what I say when people do start to, to um, go on this path yeah, it's, you can have incredible experiences of joy and everything, but it's an inner journey. So you end up with yourself in your face, basically. <laughs> and all that that entails, um, positive aspects, negative aspects. And I, so I do think it's important to prepare. It's important to do inner work so that you're actually prepared for what you're doing. Because I did a lot of dream work um, before I started actually having out-of-body experiences. And I did have negative experiences, but it was nothing that I couldn't handle. It was almost as if I was, I'd said, okay, I'm ready for it. You know, let's go. Because I do believe that if you don't face something now, or you face it in a month's time, or next year, or in 10 years, or in the next life. So why not get it out of the way? 
So this experience with this past life went on for about a year, uh, many, maybe even longer. I did write it all down. And um, it was a growing experience. It made me feel a lot stronger. Um, the actual culmination of healing this past life was I said to my higher self, okay, I'm ready to face um, the final frontier, if you like, of this problem. And I said, I'm ready. It wasn't like it just happened. I took responsibility for it and I was ready to do it. So one day I left my body and I was flying around in my parents' garden in England, which I often used as like a base camp and the sun was shining. I thought, oh, wow, this is cool. This is really nice, nice and relaxing. And then suddenly a hole appeared in my parents' house. Now, my parents' house has always sort of symbolised me, my total self, and this hole was big and black, and I got dragged into this hole backwards. And I thought, okay, I trust my higher self. It's really important to have trust in your higher self when you do these things. And I was dragged down and down and down and down. And if, if I believed in hell, that's where I thought I was probably going. <laughs> Anyway, I was dragged down and down. It was really difficult to keep all emotions under control, you know, keep the fear down, you know, squash it, because it was always there. It was always bubbling. The fear always is. Anyway, I got to the bottom, and waiting for me was this big cloud of negative energy that had been following me around for 10 years. Every now and again, before I had out-of-body experiences, I'd have these nightmares of this big cloud of negative energy it wasn't a, a being it wasn't like some big monster from stranger things or something like that you know it was um it was just negativity and it was the negativity that i produced in that other life you know the fear the shame the guilt it was um and i had to face it and i had to dissolve it so for some reason i don't know why i'm not religious um i don't follow religion I put my arms out in the shape, you know, in the form of a cross. And I started quoting from the emerald tablets of Thoth that I'd read once, I don't know how many years ago, and I didn't even know that I knew them. And I can't remember the, the exact words, but it was something like, um, don't uh, keep your face ever pointed towards the light and not the darkness, that sort of sense. And then I was quoting from that. And then suddenly this, uh, this cloud of negative energy just dissipated and it disappeared. And I woke up in a dream. And I was dreaming that there'd been lots and lots of people in prison. And suddenly all these people were free. All these people were free from their prison. And there were these trains coming to pick up these people and carry them away. And I was flying above them and we were waving at each other. And they were saying, oh, thanks, thanks. And I was saying, no problem, no problem. You know? And they all went off to be free. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, it was a lift. I've been carrying around this heavy weight all my life, but I wasn't aware of it. You know, I didn't, because we get so used to carrying things, it was like we don't know what it's like to not carry them. And it was... Put out possession. Yeah. You want to add something to that, Yuri? Oh, well, um, I'm trying to not to forget your question. <laughs> no, I, I can rebound with something similar. With uh, it was a, a recent one, but I'm trying to to answer. But you you still have to tell us your first experience as well, Michael. 
Uh, oh, you want me? Yeah. You want me to share mine, do you? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Because okay. you didn't. You still didn't. Huh? <laughs> You're gonna hold me to it. <laughs> I, I keep track. Huh? <laughs> all right. All right. I'll quickly share mine and then we'll move on. So mine is actually so so much similar to yours, Yuri. Very very similar. Um, at the time, I was uh, heavily reading Tom Campbell's work, and I was also reading Michael Raduga's work, The Phase. And I was studying the face for around about a week. So I read it over and over and over again. Um, and it was just the, the method where you set your alarm clock for 4am. Um, so I, I set it for, I think it was about 3.30 or something. And this may have been the second or third day. I can't remember exactly. Um, I think the first time I tried it, it didn't work. I fell asleep. But the second day, possibly it could have been. Um, I used one of the techniques where you picture uh, like a, a scenery and it was like a, just a scenery of like a mountain with, you know, a clouds and the sky. And then that scene started to turn into 3D, like I was popping through the actual image. Um, and I actually uh, popped through the image. The image kind of started wrapping around me. And then next thing I know... I'm sitting in an office with a man sitting next to me. And for what seemed like about, I don't know, hard to say, maybe maybe 10 or 20 seconds, I was just looking around in absolute amazement, just like <laughs> I was looking up at the roof, I was looking at the person sitting next to me, and he actually turned and faced me, didn't say anything, but just turned and faced me. And I'm just staring going, oh, my God, I did it oh, my God, I did it, you know, and I'm just looking around going, this is it. Like, I'm thinking this in my head. Like, I'm looking around and everything was very, very detailed. Like a, like when you look on a real high-definition television, everything looked like that, just abnormal high-definition. Uh, colours were beautiful. Um, and I could see, I could see uh, there was a big uh, glass wall leading onto the street so i was thinking to myself i wonder i wonder how i can get to out to the street you know i'm i'm being curious thinking it in my head and as i'm thinking it i'm now already floating towards the glass uh wall and i get to the wall to notice that there's no door so i'm thinking how do i get out of here to get out onto the street because i want to see what's out there as I'm thinking that, doors open, like um, like in uh, Star Trek, you know, <laughs> like the, the Enterprise, <laughs> these doors just open, and I'm, and I'm now I'm out on the street, and it's, it's Sydney at night time, and it's raining just a little bit, and there's people walking around, but I can't see their faces. They're kind of like in robes, and it's just all dark, um, and they're walking around the city, you know, like normal people, just doing normal stuff. So I'm in absolute shock, horror, just disbelief, looking at the buildings. I noticed Sydney Tower, and I noticed that the angle of the tower was a little bit off. It, it wasn't exactly like what the tower looks like. Um, so I did notice that. And then I walked over to um, a, a, a stream that had, uh, like, a stone wall, 
and the buildings were made out of sandstone and I started to touch the sandstone and I'm just like, I can't believe this. This is just so incredible. And I started getting real close to the sandstone and just rubbing it going, my God, I'm in an OBE. And, and I woke up at that point. So that was my first experience. But you spent uh, quite a time sitting in the chair in the office. I How did. Long uh, How long you stayed there? It seemed like a long time because I was just... And you didn't wake up? No, no. No. That, oh, you, that, see, you see, it's like we are so graced. The first experience is a long one. So yes. many guys like the first one. Oh, five. I did the second. <laughs> yes. No, my first one was the longest OBE I've ever had. I've never been able to have one that long oh. again. Longer than that? Yeah. So how long do you think it lasted? It's hard to say. Maybe, uh, wow, maybe one minute or two minutes. I don't know. It's hard to say. But it seemed like a very it long time. It seemed long. Yeah, yes, yeah, it yeah. seemed like a really long time because yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. I was so in awe. I was so in like, oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's when I said they smashed my face, that's the awe feeling. What yeah. the... <laughs> what is this? Where am I? Like, this, there's a whole other dimension out here. What? What is this place? You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. You'll find me at astralwings.com. I've decided to resurrect my old domain name because it was always dear to my heart, and I always kept it going. So I decided to go back to it. If you want to find out more about astral projection, if you want to read about some of my experiences. I post them up on astralwings.com. And thank you for being with me today and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.